Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the FNM and M podcast. I'm your host, Frankie Lippold, uh, alongside Mitch Farnsworth and Mitch Bala, and today we will be talking about uh, the rumors of college football officially being over with. Um, so we will talk about that. Let's get into it. All right, Mitch Farnsworth, how are you doing today? Pretty disappointed now. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about that, Mitch Paul. How are you doing? Well, I'm right there with Mitch Farnsworth. Pretty disappointed. I mean, we were somewhat optimistic as of uh, Wednesday night, and now it seems that all optimism is gone. So you want to start, Mitch Paul? The Detroit Free Press is. Put no, out... We'll give it to Farnsworth first. We'll give it to the man that informed us first, and the man of multiple sources always, to Mitch Farnsworth. All right, so I've been probably uh, I've been watching though this mainly all morning, the developing story on ESPN, and they've been talking about it um, uh, about discussions between the Power Five conferences discussing there's no football in the fall. Um, got multiple different media outlets. I haven't already seen anything on ESPN. I think they're waiting until they'll hear something from the Big Ten, but. The Detroit Free Press has come out just been within the last hour with uh, that the Big Ten is going to cancel the fall season, even though we just had their schedule come out. We talked about it on the last podcast here on the FNMM podcast. If you want to watch that uh, back on uh, um, on Anchor, or you can go to the link on our Twitter. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's coming out today that uh, we're not going to have football or college football this fall. Um, it's a it's a uh, terrible thing for me as a you know every year I love to watch college football. Many of our fans and viewers probably or listeners probably love to uh, to hear our us on the uh, much more football from last year and how exciting that was. But uh, uh, don't worry about that. We'll we'll keep on doing shows. We still have you know the NFL hopefully, but uh, yeah, college football looks like it's going to be. Uh, um, um, either pushed into the spring, which has been talked about multiple times, you know, giving more time for us to figure out um, a uh, like protocol, stuff like that for uh, next season um, if we uh, um, get to that point. But as of right now, I'm going to go with the Detroit Free Press and announce that uh, Big Ten football is, uh, or Big Ten football at least, is totally canceled which I feel like will move into the other Power Four conferences and they will cancel as well. But I wanted to get your reactions as well before we dig too deep into it. Uh, I'll go to Frank first. Yeah, uh, depression um, hits hardest. Um, Hopefully the Detroit Free Press is wrong. I think we're all hopeful they're wrong, but uh, I'm going to hold out and wait to see a a joint statement from the Big Ten and all the... uh, um, presidents of the universities to see if it's if it's actually official uh rumor they had a vote this morning and it was 12-2 against um playing college football those two teams voting for it would be nebraska and iowa um but who even knows if that's officially true yet um but if, if it all is and and there's no uh college football this season uh, sadness despair uh especially when ohio state was was going to be really good and at least win the big. At least win their fourth straight Big Ten in a row. But uh, it, it's upsetting. If spring f- football season happens, you'll probably see majority of the players, the good ones, not even playing it. I know Sean Wade, Ohio State's 
there'll be a top 10 pick in, in the draft said he, he isn't going to play in it who knows about all the star quarterbacks and whatnot so um I mean sure I guess I would be excited for a spring football season but it, it just would not be the same so Mitch Ball what do you think definitely disappointing uh, there's no way around that and I mean I think it's pretty official I don't I, I don't know what else we need besides the Detroit Free Press you've had other ones come out now and as my local newspaper has come out hello <laughs> I mean the fuck's what are we doing here just had to make sure you know the sound was off for the viewers um but yeah i mean i it's pretty obvious there's no season this year i i was pretty pessimistic about it as optimistic as i usually am about things i had told myself there was no way this was going to happen this year just to set myself up and believe um and be ready for this and here we are i mean can repository coming out that's not even a newspaper affiliated with Ohio State, I mean, just, you know, typical city newspaper. You have the Detroit Free Press. I believe I saw something out of Chicago now already that covers Northwestern. Um, so we'll put it this way. It's pretty official until the official announcement comes tomorrow, which is what all the papers are reporting. And I think that's exactly why you haven't seen ESPN comment on it yet. I've already saw another thing that said the Pac-12 is going to follow the Big Ten steps. And so now it's going to be a domino effect. I think as soon as the official announcement comes tomorrow, it all but solidifies any college football season this year. And like you said, Frank, Ohio State was going to be good, just as good if not better this year than they were last season. And in all honesty, it was probably going to be a rematch of the college football semifinal game for the national championship this year of Clemson, Ohio State. I mean, obviously we don't know what other teams are going to look like, but just on pure talent and evaluation that we had of teams returning this year, it was Clemson, Ohio State, and everybody else. Um, it sucks. I mean, like Mitch Farnsworth said, you know, we have a much more football podcast and we'll still have something to replace that. But what we'll talk about now is unknown. Hopefully the NFL steps up. I know Mitch Farnsworth, he had already told us they were looking at Friday, Saturday and Sunday games now, which that would be smart for them from a viewership standpoint. But other than that, um, still pretty depressing. Yeah, for sure, Mitch Farnsworth. What do you? Uh, I'm sure you've seen the statement of Jim Harbaugh um, and pretty much all the players that want to uh, play the season. So, what do you? What do you think, Mitch Farnsworth, about all the players and coaches kind of going up against their universities and going against the president's decisions? I, I do. I've read the statement from Jim Harbaugh. I know that his small um, was. I'm not advocating for football this fall because of my passion or our players' desire to play, but because of the fact accumulated over the last eight weeks since our players returned to campus on June 13th. I know they have done a great job. I think the University of Michigan football program has only had 11 positive tests out of, I think, 893. Um, it's good. I, I love the guidelines, I, I, but this is one university. We're not sure how this is going to affect, like, what's going on in other ones. Like, Ohio State just had a few... And they just like stopped all of the workouts because they had a bunch. It's, but now we're going to move that into a setting during the season. How I know it, we've made the schedule flexible for everybody, but how long are we going to wait for you know teams that you know do have an outbreak on on the teams you know or, uh, on the schedule? They have an outbreak. You uh, have it's one team that is getting prepared, mentally prepared, going full speed the whole week, and then get told that they're not playing at all 
And are we going to cancel other games? Are we going to have to move it to a certain day of the week? Or you know, it's difficult. It's going to be you know, it's it's a mental game. You know, always in football that you know you can play every um, it, that I, I know that you can have a set schedule. It's tough. It's tough to have a rugged schedule, but. Booker McFarland here on ESPN earlier on Get Up was talking about, you know, uh, for the NFL standpoint, that if you could just have a set plan, that the players can prepare for it. But if if going back, switching back to the college football um, scene now, um, it's going to be, it's, it's just, I'm trying to look at this as that if one kid gets it and it gets an outbreak, are we going to wait a week to, or a week and a half for them all to like just go back into um, are we all? Is one team going to be spaced out, and we're just going to run for with the other thirteen? Are we going to take you know the whole schedule and just cut out that week? It's just a lot of a lot of uh, unknowns that we're going to have to go through. I am just looking at this. Um, it's tough for the players. I love that they're you know going out there having a voice. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, saying all these things out loud, but. It's it's going to be rather tough because I have there is certain players out there that are you know susceptible to um, the disease much more than others and I just don't think any of the presidents or the universities want to deal with if this kid gets uh, the disease that you know or uh, of COVID and and uh, and they were susceptible to it it's going to be all on the university it's you know if they have a waiver system and I don't think players going to want to do that because they just want protections from it in their statement yesterday so um i just find it very very difficult for uh uh for this season to go on yeah like like i'm echoing and the big 10 is echoing today that it's just the health and safety of these players i get they want to play i i i know from you know that there's certain fans i know fans are arguing that there's people that uh, it's political and that they don't, you know, want a season just because of politics. But I, you know, I just want to see college football. But it, it's just I'd rather have the safety of it and a safe aspect. And just, you know, we're not having any fans in the stadium. Why are we um, Why are we going to play football is what Booger McFarland said earlier today on Get Up. He's like, why would, as a, like a parent of one of these athletes, why would I want them to go out on a field you that could be harmful to them. Obviously, it already is. Football is a dangerous sport no matter what. But how can they protect my child in a outside? Like in the protocols and everything, they still get it. But it, it's tough, you know. If I, I just don't – when they said there's no fans in the stadiums in the NFL, I thought this pretty much was going to turn into the college game. And I, I just don't think any of that was going to happen. So I know I've kind of digged in here deep and talked here a little bit, but uh, that's kind of my answer. I, I love the power of that the players are, you know, speaking out and wanting to play. All the coaches wanting to play, but it, it's gonna, it's a, it's a liability issue, is what I think. Mainly when it comes to the presidents and the universities dealing with this issue. Yeah, I don't really buy the whole the safety thing. I mean, they're getting tested. They're in these great facilities, and you're all of a sudden going to just pull them out and say, well, go sit in these 100-person room classrooms where who knows where everyone else has been. So uh, I don't really buy that. I just think the presidents are pretty weak, um, and 
think the NCAA as a whole is pretty inept. They've had months and months they could have planned this and had protocols in place, but all of a sudden uh, didn't start. It could have started all the way back in March when the NBA was canceled or postponed, um, and, and you could have started then. Um, but then they wait to pretty much, I mean, beginning of June, middle of June, um, and, and then you, you release the schedule, and then four days later, all of a sudden we can't do it. It's just uh, whatever the reasoning is, um, it, it's pretty weak, pretty soft. In, in my book, I think the NCAA, uh, I think we all agree, could could make regional bubbles, um, but that would, that would hurt them as they, they try to prove that NCAA's amateurs where they don't want to have to eventually play these uh, pay these players and the statement that Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence has put out is they want to eventually have a college football players association which that's the NCAA's worst nightmare um, and I and I think that's another reason why they do not want to have these kids play in in, in these uh, circumstances um, and because they don't want to eventually go down a road where there's unions involved and end up having to pay these players so overall pretty weak move by NCAA uh, I think these presidents are all soft um, and, and that's what I think so what do you think Mitch Ball? I, I mean I agree I think it's a very I mean it, it, they are weak but at the same time I mean you we don't agree with it because we as fans want to watch college football and the players don't agree with it because them as players want to play college football because most of them for our respective teams, Michigan included, have guys we're going to see playing on Sundays in the NFL. And they and there's other guys who we don't know that have capability of playing on Sundays that need to showcase their skills. And now they're going to lose an entire season. And even if they move to the spring, now you're going to lose. Like If this goes to a spring season, Justin Fields isn't playing. Trevor Lawrence isn't playing. Because you know those two guys are going top three in the NFL draft if they're not going one and two. It, they're not going to risk injury, and it's. Yeah, I think it's weak. I agree with you completely. That how are you going to pull these kids out of the sport and say, "Hey, go sit in classrooms with 130 kids, where you have no idea where these kids have been from." Um, those kids, you know, are going out partying. Where, to Trevor Lawrence's point, having a season, having the guys on campus might be the safest thing, because they have to stay isolated if they want to play. And now, if you have a season, you send them all home. Now they can go out and do whatever they want. And they won't be and getting tested. It's it's wrong. And I mean, as a fan here, I want to sit here and say, you know, BS this, all of it's BS, and just play the game. But at the same time, I mean, the NCAA's worst nightmare besides the players unionizing would be all the lawsuits on their hands with what happens if one kid gets it. What happens, like Mitch Farnsworth said last episode, worst case scenario, what happens if a kid gets it and does die? That's the worst possible thing that could happen. And... The NCAA isn't going to deal with that. I mean, they're already a bunch of cheap right, commissioners and cheap um, holders of power and authority. It's so it's it hurts because America loves football, and now we're talking about going into the sport that America probably watches the most and gets the most joy out of from just their team success, other teams' failure. And just great classic matchups between teams you never even have a rooting interest for. And now you're talking about we're going to lose that from end of August all the way through January for college. And I mean, who knows what's going to happen with the NFL now? Because as we've seen with the NHL and with the NBA, a bubble works. And what have these two teams that have had the longest time to plan for? What have they done? Not gone to a bubble. 
And I, I really think that the difference between the NFL and the college is the fact that the NFL are men. They are on their own. They are adults making their own decisions officially. I mean, I understand college, you know, you make your own decision, but you still have your parents looming over you. I think that's the only difference between the NFL and college. Uh, but with college getting canceled, I'll, I'll say this. I don't think there was going to be a high school football season for the state of Ohio anymore. That was already reduced to six games and all the teams make the playoffs. I think now with this, when the news comes out tomorrow that it's canceled, I don't think it'll be long before the OHSAA cancels high school football. And it's going to be very, 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 very interesting to see what the NFL does um, when the cancellation becomes finalized. Yeah, no doubt, Mitch. Uh, Mitch Farnsworth, what do you think about the uh, the high school football? Do you think it has any chance at all? I hope so. I really do hope so. But it, like it is, like Mitch Ball just said, it, it's it's once you really see that college football gets finalized and everything goes along, you know, with uh, you know it comes out the Big Ten makes a statement and everything, and you know says it's it's totally canceled. So, um, it's once that it's like a domino effect. College is going to go into the high school ranks, and it's that's going to be just totally done. I like the uh, concept of the, what they were trying to do. It wasn't official, but you know, at least there was an option there. There was some planning, and it's. I think there was like I. I agree with what Frank said a little earlier. I didn't think you know they could have planned this a lot earlier and everything like that. They could have you know had some set plan, but there was just no really leadership that much in you know developing for a college football season it kind of everybody was looking at each other seeing who was going to do what and now one domino has fall as uh, has could possibly fall and wait still until it's official obviously but it's uh, uh going back to your original question with the high school i i just don't see it coming with uh with college going down it with college potentially going down I think high school will lean right onto that and say, "Hey, we, we can't play college. Why are we playing high school?" No one, you know, it, it's going to be tough, and that hurts a lot of those small schools that you know end on that kind of money and the cash flow that comes in with um, ticket sales and everything like that. But uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be uh, very, very tough. Yeah, without a doubt. And then, uh, Mitch Farnsworth, I'll keep it to you for the next question. Uh, with the whole NFL, do you think they'll eventually go to a bubble, or do you think they'll try to do it like the MLB and have all these teams still do all the traveling? How do you think the uh, NFL will have it play out, especially if college football does uh, not play this year? It's a huge opportunity for the NFL. I, uh, With your first question, I don't think they can do a bubble. I think they will lean into more of an MLB and that the teams will be more rel- um well, the teams will have uh, more pressure on them to control their own players, let alone the NFL actually stipulating that kind of stuff. So it'll be like pretty much the MLB. Um, they will travel. I don't. It's just going to be tough with you know their divisions that they're totally matched up. You got you know Dallas and Texas going to New York. It's it's much more. Because the MLB has totally rotated their schedule that it would be closer around and staying into uh, um, certain areas. They didn't expand like cross-country. As, like, as you see, the Indians are in Chicago, Minnesota, you know, conference games, or uh, I'm sorry, division games. 
But um, I think that's the way that the NFL will have to go. I just don't see a bubble system working with 32 large, like 32 teams that are spread out across the country, and you know you've got seven or like 65 rosters rather than you know an MLB who has 25 to 30 then, and uh, the um, NBA, NBA did a bubble. You can't. Put, I just don't think they could do that many people in one bubble and think this is going to be successful when the NBA has a lot less players. So I, I think that will be certainly what the NFL will do. Um, it's going to have a huge effect. Uh, I would like to talk about the NFL. It's like Mitch Ball kind of talked earlier about that the NFL now has they can have Thursday nights open, Friday nights with potentially high school sports following college potentially. Now Saturdays are full. They have all time slots. They can spread out games. Um, and then obviously Sunday, and then you have your Monday night game. But that's five days right there that they can spread out the amount of games that typically a lot of fans wouldn't see. Now you can broadcast those games, you know, obviously with no fans, but it's, and then you're losing the uh, economic, um, uh, economic ways as many of the coaches or uh, one of the fans that are going to travel to away games, you're still losing on that, but uh, it's an opportunity for the NFL to, you know, do some things that you normally wouldn't get to do. But you, now you have five days that you can spread a schedule out. Um, it, it, the NFL is no matter, no matter what's going to make money, but it, it's, it's a huge impact for the players as well. Um, you know, like uh, Mitch Ball and uh, Frank were talking about, is that these players that are, if there is a spring season uh, for college football, many of those kids are not going to gonna play. They're going to opt to go to the NFL draft, and then it affects the NBA, NFL because now those players that you would have saw, it's going to be a year almost, it's a year and a half more uh, that you haven't seen these guys play. You know, it's some, it's, I know it's not that much of a difference when you see the film and everything like that, but a year and a half is a long time span to evaluate a player with no playing time. So you're going off two years ago. You don't see that, um, like, um, how these players have evolved in over a year, and players evolve dramatically in just one year, as we can see uh, multiple times. Um, but uh, it has a huge impact on the NFL I think they'll do what the MLB did, and uh, that, that's how, how I see um, a huge opportunity for the NFL if they can uh, pull this off for sure. Mitch Ball, your thoughts on the NFL and how they will handle the uh, whole situation? I, I, I completely agree with both of you. I think it's going to end up having to be an MLB-type situation, but let, let's just re- let's, let's talk about the bubble really quick. It, it's too late for that, and it's sad because the NFL had the most times, the most time on their hands to figure something out compared to all the other sports. The NBA had the entire month of March once the season was suspended, all of April, May, and June, and the season did not resume till the end of July. So we're talking over three months. The NFL had over five, and they didn't even consider this because I think in their heads they're like, "Oh, we're just hoping it's going to go away. We're going to hope this whole virus and this whole pandemic it'll bend to us." I mean, I even remember some players saying it's going to bend to us. Well, it's not going to. I think it's too late to switch the season around because I don't think this whole the MLB has done it as good as they can with not having to travel as far like the Indians that aren't going to the Seattle Mariners this year. We're not even going to Texas this year. The farthest game west we have is either the Minnesota Twins or the St. Louis Cardinals, who who knows if we're going to play them anymore. Um, 
so the NFL has dropped the ball, and now it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. Um, I think they're going to start, and then as soon as an outbreak happens, how they'll handle it, because the NFL is a lot different than baseball. You only have 17 weeks, 16 games. It's not a 60-game season where you can play doubleheaders of football against the same team twice. I mean, that would be pretty cool, but, I mean, let's be honest, it's not going to happen. So you have to start to wonder what happens if the Browns go to play the Colts, for example, this year, who we play. I believe they're in Cleveland. What happens if the Colts test positive? Do the Colts have to forfeit the game, or do we suspend that and the Browns have to play two games in a six-day window? I mean, these are all hypotheticals that we think, oh, that won't happen, but guess what? We didn't think the St. Louis Cardinals and the Miami Marlins would be out of baseball for over two weeks. And here we are, and they're back. I mean, you have to – right now we are in unprecedented times, and you have to start thinking about all the what-if scenarios that may be far-fetched and never even imaginable before, but here we are. Um, here we are waiting within the next 24 hours for the official word – of no college football, and then we're going to have to see if that sets off a chain reaction to the uppers, which is the NFL. I mean, I think we're all in agree. We're all agreeing that it's going to set off a chain reaction for lower levels of high school football. I mean, it's it's crazy, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And one point I want to make is the reason I knew this college football was not going to happen is. What was last week, Mitch, that you and I both texted? You texted when D3 got canceled, and I texted when D2 got canceled, or vice versa. It was just last week, right? Correct, yeah. We both did it at the same time. We I, about it. It's just, you're telling me that they were going to be able to play D1. I mean, you saw, I saw numerous kids from uh, my alma mater that play football and tweeting, oh, so COVID will only get D2 and D3 athletes. It's like the NCAA only canceled it because that's not, that's not where they make their money. The NCA wants to make their money because they don't them so much this year. And as much as it hurts me to say this, the Power Five canceling the season also is a little bit of a slap in the face to, to the NCAA, which is kind of nice. Because the NCAA is so messed up, is so screwed up, and so twisted um, that I do hope the players are able to form some type of union because this whole NCAA needs change. The committee, everything needs change because they are in control of something they should not be in control over. When they have, they, they try to control all this for the players and everything, when in reality, they're not the ones doing any of it. They're just sitting there collecting a paycheck. And that's where a big issue is. And I think now you're starting to see the players like Chubba Hubbard, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence try to make this union and see what happens. And that'll be very uh, interesting to keep an eye on. Um, if once everything becomes final. You know, without a doubt, and I'll, I'll circle back to the NFL a little bit, uh, I think they really missed the ball with, with doing, like, regional bubbles. Um, certainly these are all challenging times, and they could have changed up the schedules, I, I, I think, um, and it wouldn't have had a huge effect. Um, I, I think they really missed the ball with the uh, the regional bubbles. Could have changed up the schedule, sort of like the MLB, where the Indians aren't really traveling out west or really going down south, and... Um, you could have made a balanced schedule where it was somewhat even, um, and, and seeing them going to have to travel still to, to where, where the schedule lies, um, it's going to be inevitable that there's going to be an outbreak or someone will, some player will go out just like we saw with the Indians and Zach Plesak. He went out, uh, left the hotel, and they sent him in a six-hour rental car, uh, said go home. 
uh, you're not you're not coming back to the team for not for the time being, and um, and I think especially for 17 weeks the NFL I feel like the players are whether they're going to want to play or not I, I think most of them will want to play but whether they'll be uh, abiding to all the rules is a whole nother situation and I think it's it's just inevitable that somebody will get it um, since you're not in a whole bubble atmosphere um, and. I feel like they'll they'll try to power through it just like the MLB uh, is powering through it. Where you're gonna have to, uh, whether you have a few weeks uh, set for the end of the year uh, to have makeup games or have teams play on bye weeks and then give them a different week off. It is like Mitch Ball said. There's a lot of uh, hypothetical situations that that you have to think of, and, and all these scenarios could potentially play out. Um, it's unfortunate because they had the most time. To really get a grasp on it and, and see how they want to do it, um, but obviously very hopeful that Nanafil happens, especially if college does not happen, which it's not looking like. Um, so hopefully, I, I just feel like the NFL. Um, I think it will happen just because there's too much money involved. I, I know they're not they're going to lose out on a lot of revenue with fans and what have you not, but the TV deals are, are still raking in millions, and millions of dollars, um, and, and there's a lot of money to be had, and I don't think. The NFL uh, would want to go a whole year without having any revenue. Uh, so ultimately, I think the NFL will happen. Um, now, whether it goes through the whole 17 weeks and we can get through a whole playoff in a Super Bowl remains to be seen. But uh, I think the NFL will start on time. They already canceled all the preseason games, so they're going to have their camps, mini camps, um, and then they go right into uh, – uh, week one which will which will be interesting to see how it plays out so anybody else have any final thoughts on the college football or nfl as a whole uh, I'm, i think i've got my uh i've got the point across of it definitely disappointed um it's uh it's gonna be rough this fall without college football or any of the uh, football at all except the NFL hopefully but uh, it's after the news today which we're still waiting to be finalized it's uh, I, I just kind of saw it coming and uh, it saw it softened the blow a little bit but it still is a, it's a tough blow to take that we're not gonna have a college football season or uh, a high school season at all but uh, we'll get through it you know as uh, everything will pass hopefully but uh, Mitch Ball, anything left from you? Nothing left for me. I mean, as long as I can watch some sort of football, I, I all I'll say is this: you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson did just buy the XFL, and there's a lot of speculation out there that he could perhaps create his own bubble now and maybe entice some of these college athletes, senior, we'll say senior wise, that are out of eligibility if the season doesn't happen, and have them come play. You know, an eight-game season. I think that would be awesome. I think Dwayne the Rock Johnson could be a step ahead of what everyone else was thinking by buying the XFL, perhaps moving into a bubble. I mean, I'm not saying that's what is going to happen. Nobody knows, but I'm just throwing this hypothetical out there: is he could be out here with a great plan and idea, and perhaps save some college football players' careers that don't get to show they can play in the NFL this upcoming college football season if it is indeed canceled. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but without football, I guess that means just more time to watch golf, right, Frank? Without a doubt. We saw our first major yesterday, uh, the PGA Championship at Harding Park in uh, San Francisco. 
And it was a, a doozy on Sunday. Um, I, 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 we all three of us got together for the first time in a while and watched all day Thursday. Watched Tigers' whole first uh, first round, um, and then uh, Sunday it was pretty much. I was lucky, fortunate enough to be off. So I mean, sat in front of a TV for seven hours and had a great time. Um, well, a lot of ties. I believe at one time there was a, a six-way tie uh, for minus ten in first place and. But the eventual winner, uh, Colin Mur Murakawa, uh, uh, wins, uh, finishes uh, minus 13 with the final round of 64. Um, and just, I mean, a great player, only 23 years old, wins his first uh, a major, first PGA Championship. Um, hats off to him. He had the, the beautiful shot on 16, uh, which is the drivable par 4. Put her maybe 12 to 15 feet out and then uh, made eagle. Uh, to get to minus uh, 13 and be the eventual winner. Um, you had a lot of great names up there. Uh, Dustin Johnson, uh, Jason Day, Bryson DeChambeau, Tony Finau, um, my dude Matthew Wolf. Uh, there, there's a lot of really good golfers. And and I, I think that's guys to show you uh, the, the golf game's in, in great hands. Obviously, we all love Tiger Woods, but there's a lot of really good young gun players out there. Um, Morikawa, Matthew Wolf, uh, DeChambeau. Uh, the, the game's in good hands moving forward. Um, and you still have the, the older guys like Paul Casey and Dustin Johnson who are in their 30s and 40s are still putting out uh, fantastic showings. Um, and I was very thrilled uh, being able to watch it. And, and this in golf being back, golf handle, has handled COVID-19 really well as long with the, the UFC. And those two have really put on spectacular shows. And this just gets me more hyped up for the uh, the Masters uh, coming up soon. So, uh, what do you guys think of the tournament? I I loved it. It was really fun to you know get together past week and watch golf all day, watch Tiger and um, everybody else. I didn't so much yesterday get to watch the final round and everything. I mean, obviously we saw the winner and everything, but yeah, it was it was fun. Um, you heard a lot of the golfers, you know, say how it was different because there's no crowd and some of their shots, they couldn't tell what it was because of the crowd noise and roar and yelling and everything. Um, but I really enjoyed watching it. I'm, I'm just getting into golf. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know everything about golf because I don't. I'm just starting to golf now that I'm done with baseball. But um, it's, it's definitely caught my attention. I'm enjoying it. But I can't sit here and act like I know everything. All I know is uh, – I'm going to hop on the hype train with DeChambeau, and I'm going to ride that wave until uh, until he doesn't golf anymore. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Mitch Farnsworth, over to you. It was. Uh, I thought it was a great uh, tournament overall. I, it was a really great day on Thursday of all guys getting together for the first round and hanging out to watch the first seven hours of it together. So, um, yeah, uh, that shot on six, I didn't really get to also watch the last round yesterday. I'm like, Frank... Um, I mostly worked yesterday, so didn't really get to see it. But when I got home to watch the highlights of that shot on 16, he put set it with the uh, the drive in the green on a par four and putting it seven feet away. I'm like, that's just incredible. That's absolutely incredible of a shot, and uh, he definitely deserved the win. Bogey free the last uh, the last round. Um, you know, I was. It probably didn't get as much attention since Tiger, you know, kind of struggled on uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, did a little better on Sunday, and he finished one under, but um, that, that's not the, what we're talking about. The 23-year-old kid 
Marwaka, it's just that was uh, that was an, an impressive uh, tournament right there. His only uh, misstep was probably after with lifting the trophy and the lid falling off. Um, I see that that was uh, you know he's just a, just a guy, uh, just a young kid still learning. But um, uh, that, that was pretty great. And also we got to meet Stephen Curry too. That he was out there. Uh, uh, Curry was out there walking the uh, courts as well. And so uh, Curry, I guess, got into. Uh, the uh, after press conference and after the uh, tournament, and he got to ask questions. So that was probably pretty cool for him to get to see Steph Curry uh, come around and uh, uh, congratulate him about that victory. But overall, very uh, intriguing tournament. Um, I'm getting ready. I'm, I'm my tournament's always watching the Masters. Is, uh, that's my favorite to watch. So I'm uh, I'm really interested to see all these uh, how it leading into it. You know, getting to watch that. that for the first uh our first major was uh pretty great so uh, i'm getting more excited by the week get wish waiting for the masters to come yeah without a doubt uh so that will wrap up our episode uh 10 of the fnmm podcast a little impromptu uh show on college football nfl and the pga championship uh, so thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you next week